thinking that entrepreneurship is too risky, worrying about crashing and burning, and settling for your job instead because it's stable isn't going to do anything but keep you stuck at that job. And if that job lets you go just like many companies are doing, it's not going to feel so stable to you anymore because it's not. A job gives you a false sense of security. In reality, you have no control over whether or when that steady paycheck is going to stop. Hey friend, it's Precious here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's episode because I will be reviewing a book called Two Weeks Notice by Amy Porterfield, which is about finding the courage to quit your job, make more money, work where you want, and change the world. It's a book about quitting your job to pursue entrepreneurship. Amy Porterfield was actually one of the very first business podcasts that I listened to back in 2018 when I was really at my lowest. I was living paycheck to paycheck back then and I also had my art business that I was trying to grow. And now that I myself have put in my two weeks notice, quit my job and I'm now a full-time artist and graphic designer, I'm constantly looking for encouragement while I am on this tough but very rewarding entrepreneur journey. And this book came at quite the perfect time in my life. Actually, I pre-ordered this book after I had already put in my two weeks and it arrived a few days after I was officially a full-time business owner. So I had already successfully quit my job before this book came into my life, and reading it after the fact brought back a lot of memories about what it felt like to be officially becoming a full-time entrepreneur, and I also gained a lot of new insight that I can now use to make this entrepreneur journey of mine even more successful and fruitful. And if you are still working the 9 to 5 life and want to start or grow a creative business, business. I wanted to share some solid advice and insight I got out of this book so that you can go check it out yourself and put in your two weeks at last. Before I get into this episode though, if you have found this podcast helpful and inspiring in your journey, if you learned something new or I gave you an idea that helped in your business, take a few seconds to leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, or leave a like and a comment on YouTube. This tells the platform that you find my podcast valuable and it helps it rank higher so that more creatives like you can find it. Here's a comment from one of my listeners after listening to my episode on how to find your first high paying art collector. Here's what it says. I had so many commission requests last year, then all of a sudden this year, I barely had any. This was very helpful, thank you. I'm glad that episode was helpful. Thank you so much for listening. So let's get into this book, Two Weeks Notice. One of the first sections that I highlighted is about the why behind Amy quitting her job and why she actually wanted to pursue entrepreneurship in the first place. And it's a sentiment that I share and that many of you share as well. It took me years to admit to myself that I wanted a better work life. Each time I dared to dream of being my own boss, I would instantly think, that seems too risky. What if I crash and burn? Besides, I have a great job it's stable. What if I can't make any money? I should be grateful. Plus, I don't know enough to go out on my own. What if I have to beg for my job back? This immobilizing self-doubt keeps a lot of women from going after their dreams, but what I've seen is that the origin of this fear is not based in reality. It's actually about something much deeper. Deep inside, so many women believe that we are not good enough, talented enough, smart enough. 
So I'm always talking about mindset and why having the wrong mindset about entrepreneurship will hold you back. Not only that, but listening to other people who have the wrong mindset will hold you back too. Thinking that entrepreneurship is too risky, worrying about crashing and burning and settling for your job instead because it's stable isn't going to do anything but keep you stuck at that job. And if that job lets you go just like many companies are doing, it's not going to feel so stable to you anymore because it's not. A job gives you a false sense of security. In reality, you have no control over whether or when that steady paycheck is going to stop. And if everybody else around you is also telling you that being an entrepreneur is too risky, that is social conditioning keeping you in a work environment that you don't want to be in. This is exactly what happened to me. I told you my whole story time about quitting my toxic job and what did my relatives say after I told them that the job was toxic? They said I should still stay there anyway because they thought stability was a better choice than entrepreneurship. Imagine that. So here's the next section that I highlighted. Working for yourself means never facing these humiliating, degrading, and frustrating moments again. It also means you get to experience a totally different type of life, one that allows you to design work around what matters most to you. One of the most freeing thoughts I had once I finally put in my two weeks and shoved it in my abusive boss's face is that he would never have the power to humiliate and degrade me ever again. And now that I'm living life as a full-time entrepreneur, I truly have full lifestyle freedom and freedom over my schedule and what I do on a day-to-day basis. But as you know, if you listen to my story time of quitting my job, I had a lot of fears and doubts about my decision. Here's another section I highlighted. Remember, saying yes to creating your own business doesn't mean you won't have doubts, fears, and worries about your future or your ability to pull this off. Saying yes just means you believe in yourself and your ability to build a business just a little bit more than you don't. Absolutely, as soon as the reality hit me that I had to quit and go full-time with my business, my mind was immediately flooded with thoughts of scarcity and of losing my steady paycheck. But I also sensed that the universe was pushing me in this direction for a reason. Because I had already spoken my desires to be a full-time entrepreneur out loud every single day, the universe was simply responding and saying, yes, now is the time. Even though I had a lot of fears about quitting my job and going full-time with my business, my why for quitting had to be a lot stronger than my fears. So what is your why? Here's another section from the book that I highlighted. If you did not care what others might think of you, what would be your true why? If you did not fear being judged or misunderstood, what would you admit you deeply wanted? If you were being brutally honest, What are you sick and tired of dealing with? What do you want to change? What do you want to move toward? What do you want to move away from? My friend, what do you really want for you, your life, and your business? You must declare your why because your honesty here will act as your anchor when things get tough. It will keep you grounded and focused along the way so that you can create a life and a business by your own design. The more real you get with yourself about your why, the more the worries and fears will start to pop up. But the only way I got to where I am today is by allowing my why to become bigger than my worries. There are so many fears that can hold us back from achieving our full-time business goals. And one of my biggest fears 
was not being able to make enough money to pay my living expenses. I was most worried about losing my steady paycheck because there was a possibility of my business plan going wrong. I love this section that I highlighted. You must give equal airtime to all the things that could go right. Each time you find yourself in a thought loop of what could go wrong, stop yourself and think of one success you might have. Force yourself to look toward your future with excitement and anticipation and envision things working out just as you have planned them. So I shared in my story time episodes of quitting my job that I had a scale up plan and if it was successful, I would make over $100,000. There is absolutely a possibility that I don't sell out of all my products and make that much. But even if that happens, I have a couple of other times during the year where these products are in high demand. So I still have more chances to sell out then and I could still live on the money that I do make even if I don't sell out. I know I'm going to make money either way. It's just a matter of how much. So even if things don't go the way I thought they would go, it's really not the end of the world. I have a lot of data on my side and I'm confident that during my peak seasons, I will make more than enough to sustain me until my next peak season. One of the most important lessons I learned in business is that things will not happen unless they're scheduled and visible on my calendar. And when it comes to officially putting in your two weeks notice, it's no different. For me and for Amy too, it was not enough to just say, oh, I'll quit eventually. You have to have a specific date in mind or it will never happen. Or the job will let you go first before you're even prepared to leave. And so like I told you in my story time, I picked a date that would be my last day of employment and I kind of planned backwards and figured out when I would put in my notice so that that would be my last day. Here's a section I highlighted from the book. One of the most critical skills of a business owner is to take action when action is needed. The active planning, scheduling, and showing up to do the work are even more important than any good intentions you might have. This is twice as true when we're talking about your departure date. Setting the date makes the whole thing real. Yeah, if you don't have a specific date in mind to quit your job and pursue your business full-time, it will not happen. Or worse, it will happen for you without preparation if your job decides to let you go because layoffs are happening all the time. So you must choose a definite exit date because yes, this is happening for real. Another section I highlighted, when you choose a date, you're putting the universe on high alert. Doors will start to open, opportunities will start to show up right in front of you. All the preparations that need to happen will start to fall into place and on an accelerated timeline. The universe is on your side and choosing your date and making it known is giving the signal for the miracles to enter stage left. This is absolutely true. The day after my last day of employment, I made more money in that single day than I would have at my six-figure job. A month after quitting, I also got a huge opportunity from a craft machine manufacturer to sell my artwork and designs directly on their platform, which opened up a whole new revenue stream that I hadn't even had in my mind. And now I'm making even more money selling designs than I had ever anticipated. The universe was responding to my wishes and my desires of being a full-time artist, but it would not have happened without me taking the action of quitting and going full-time in the first place. 
but you don't want your exit date to be too far in the future. And she shares in the book to ask yourself if you're allowing too much time to pass before you take the leap because you're afraid of the unknown, and if so, what you would need to believe about yourself and your situation to courageously choose a shorter time frame. So for me, I kind of didn't have a choice but to choose a shorter time frame because I was escaping an abusive situation. Staying longer would have subjected me to more harmful abuse. But if you choose an exit date that's too far in the future, you're gonna feel extremely restless. I shared in my story time that even though I had only three weeks left, I felt so restless and I could not wait until my last day. So imagine having to endure that toxic work environment for even longer. It's going to become torturous. So the shorter the time frame, the better. Of course, when you make the decision to quit and pursue your business full-time, those fears are not going to go away. Instead, you will have to learn how to manage the fear and do what you need to do anyway, despite the fear. And I recommend books like this to help you manage and overcome your fears of becoming a full-time creative business owner. This definitely helped me further solidify my decision to go full-time with my business. In the book, she also talks about sharing your plans with people. Here are some highlights. Something important happens when you tell people about your plan. You start to own it. The truth is that people in your life may not support your decision. They may question you at every turn. They may say you're being irresponsible, reckless, irrational, and you have to be ready for it. You have to build up your armor so that the only opinion that matters is yours. This is facts, which is why at first, I only told two people, my boyfriend and my sister, who I knew right off the bat would be supportive. My sister had also escaped an abusive manager not long ago, so she understood exactly where I was coming from and she was so incredibly happy that I got out of that job. I still have not told my parents because certain things they have said throughout my life have shown me that they have a scarcity mindset and believe working hard at a respectable job is the only key to success. They also have used the word risky to describe entrepreneurship. And when other people project their doubts and fears onto you, this can have a negative effect on you and your ability to think clearly as a business owner. I do plan to tell them eventually, probably sometime this summer, after I've already done this for several months and feel even more confident in my decision. So when the day finally comes for you to turn in your resignation letter, I shared in my story time of how I quit that I was very vague about the reason I was leaving. It's completely up to you how you want to handle that, but also keep in mind that they might not let you stay for those last two weeks, so you have to be prepared for the day that you're turning in your resignation to be your last day. Here are some highlights. In some cases, they'll let you know that the day you give notice will be your last day on the job, even if you're willing to stay for two weeks or longer. Just in case, I want you to be ready for your final day to be the day you resign. You do not owe them an explanation and you can tell them as little or as much as feels good to you. I really enjoyed these beginning chapters on putting in your two weeks and all of the emotions and obstacles that can prevent us from courageously walking away from a job. The rest of the book is basically how to successfully start, grow, and maintain a business after quitting. One tip I love in the book is about creating a work schedule. Here's a highlight. Set working hours and stick to them. Parkinson's Law, the adage that work expands to fill the time available for its completion, was really true. Yep, so before I even quit the job, I already had a work schedule set up so that I knew exactly what I needed to do every day. 
This is important because I'm preparing for a really big sales month and I need to have everything completed by a certain date. So I basically looked at my calendar for the holidays I'll be selling designs for and worked backwards, making sure that all of my projects and listing uploads would be completed well before then. I use Google Calendar and I create blocks of time to do certain tasks like planning social media posts for the month, uploading listings to Etsy and Amazon, and also creating, packing, and shipping my craft kits to Amazon throughout the week so that every weekend I can ship it out to the warehouses. Another tip that Amy talks about is getting an accountability partner. A highlight from the book, don't ever go at it alone. Find someone you can check in with and do it often. This person is what I call an accountability partner. I really like this because an accountability partner can offer support and encourage you to keep going when things get tough in business. Speaking of things getting tough, here's another section that I highlighted. When you're starting out, you should expect to experience hardship. It's part of the journey. You're going to lose money, you're going to have a launch that flops, and content that goes nowhere despite the hours you put into it. It's part of the gig. This actually did happen to me. I had three new crafting products that I wanted to bring to Amazon, all handmade by me, but it was also something that I could eventually outsource the production of if it sold well. Well, one of the products I thought would do well for Mother's Day did not, so I lost the money that I had invested into buying the supplies to make it, but I also got a lot of clarity by seeing that it didn't sell well. Plus, I still had my other bestsellers that were doing well, so it wasn't a huge loss. And on the other hand, I had one of my designs become unexpectedly popular on Etsy and it became a bestseller. So you win some and you lose some and you learn a lot of lessons along this journey. And this fear of failing is something that has to be managed. You have to be able to bounce back after a failure and keep moving forward. That is the only way to truly succeed in business. Business is not all about success. All business owners go through failures and those failures just redirect you toward success later. Here's another highlight from the book. When you're on the fence with one foot in and one foot out, letting your fears hold you back from jumping in head first, it shows in your business. You never quite nail down what your ideal customer avatar needs or show up for them in any consistent way. Your email list plateaus and your engagement across channels peters out. You stop trying new things out of a fear of failing. You get discouraged, falling into a self-fulfilling cycle of imposter syndrome and comparisonitis, and your business never takes off. Absolutely. I saw so much potential in my graphic design business back in 2021 that I dove in head first. And when I started selling a whole bunch of designs on Etsy, I started an Instagram business page to find more customers on Instagram. To this day, I consistently post content on my Instagram, even though I don't get a ton of engagement. Then one day, a manufacturer of a really popular crafting machine reaches out to me asking me to sell my designs directly on their platform. And now I have a whole other stream of revenue that I would have never had if I didn't post consistently. The only reason they found me and reached out to me is because of my consistent posting and me tagging them. They saw my consistency and they saw the quality of my designs 
and they wanted to give me that opportunity. And because I know my ideal customer and the types of designs that they buy, the company took note of that and saw how it would benefit them and invited me to sell on their platform. It's a win-win situation. I make money every time somebody buys a design on their platform and they make money as well. I am never afraid of failing. I'm never afraid of not getting engagement on social media because at the end of the day, somebody's always watching and it just so happened that my next source of revenue was waiting for me on the other side of a whole year of consistent content. So the rest of this book goes deep into getting started with your business and growing it. There are a lot of strategies outlined in here to help find new customers, retain existing customers, and scale your business to a point where it sustains you. So if you want to get even deeper into these business growth strategies, check out the book Two Weeks Notice by Amy Porterfield. Thank you, Amy, for putting this book out there. I really enjoyed reading this front to back and it brought back a lot of great memories about starting and growing my business and eventually leaving my job to pursue full-time entrepreneurship. I hope you enjoyed my highlights from the book. Let me know what you thought in the comments below or take a screenshot and share your thoughts with me on Instagram at Freelance the Full Time. And until next week, take care. Thanks for listening to the Freelance to Full-Time podcast. If you found this episode helpful, leave a like and a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio, take a screenshot and share your thoughts with me on my Instagram at freelance to full time. Also, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. This helps my podcast rank higher and helps me reach more creatives with big goals and dreams, just like you and me. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Until next time, friend, take care.